0: This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st hrn. This week on Meat and 3, we continue our series on global food trade. We've covered sugar and spice. Next up, bites. Iran has been subjected to the far and away the most severe stringent, painful sanctions regime uh, that has been inflicted on a country in peacetime, ever. Servers would come around with little carts or trays carrying these things, and they would cry out what they were uh, providing. So you'd get, else you my So my young son, when he was three or four years old, referred to deem some places as screaming places. Tune in to Meet and Three, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello and welcome to Cookie Issues. This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cookie Issues, coming to you live on the Heritage Radio Network every Tuesday from, you know, actually, you know, yeah, with the COVID thing, we're usually pretty close to noon, right, Nastassia? Yeah, we are.
2: hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. We got uh, Nastasia de Hammer Lopez back on uh, the sunny shores of uh, Connecticut. How you doing? Good, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've re- repaired your your window that got blasted out by the last storm. However, they replaced it with milky plexiglass. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a, at least it was it's a
2: previously a, clear window, I assume.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made out of glass. Yeah which that's, you know that's, yeah.
2: yeah yeah
1: okay yeah. well Nastasia, on the plus side at least it's not like a view of the water it's not an important window
3: <laughs> right yes I
1: know uh, people it is in fact a view of the water it's an important <laughs> it's the only reason <laughs> so so basically Nastasia has like a New York sized apartment in Connecticut however it is right on the water but but without the window
2: I don't know you wouldn't know <laughs> you wouldn't
1: know Nope. You just wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. That's the problem. You wouldn't know. We got uh, Matt, you're back in the uh, the island of uh, Rhode and the, all of that. He said mm-hmm, he's going to be there mm-hmm.
3: forever.
2: forever. Forever is a long time.
1: It's a mighty small state to say you're going to be in it forever.
2: I mean, yeah, not only that, but I've actually, like, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be on this island. I'm on a quidneck island within Rhode Island. So I'm like, it's even smaller than you think.
1: Explain a quidneck Never. to me. It sounds like a clam variety, like a delicious clam, but maybe it'll make a, a big one that you would use for stuffies or chowder. What's a quidneck? Uh,
2: I have just gotten so used to every single word that sounds like that, being a Native American tribe, that I didn't even think to ask that question. Eh. Eh. I assume it was the local tribe.
1: Eh. You know, my favorite uh, Rhode Island name is Mesquamacate. That's a good one. Mesquamacate. Um. So, uh, yeah uh, By the way, out there I uh, hope everyone's doing uh, okay Like we are right now our, Like strangely, our weather is fine The rest of the country is hosed uh, So I hope, you know Anyone that is losing power Gets their power back And everything goes alright I hope, you know If you're growing citrus in Texas, for instance That your crop isn't completely ruined Because they're harvesting Like all the grapefruits are being harvested right now They're only like halfway through the harvest and I, th- I think the storm hit so hard and like so fat, they just weren't used to like this level of stuff. And so I don't even think they, they could go out and do their frost mitigation stuff for like the grapefruits and the Valencia's that they have growing down there in Texas. So, uh, you know, people first, I hope the people are okay. And then after that, I hope people's, uh, you know, agricultural livelihood isn't getting um, destroyed, but it doesn't look great for some people. So anyway. Um, yeah. Anything else going on with you guys? Anything, uh, anything good? Anything? Should I just dive right into questions? No, just dive. Just, di- just dive? I did something fun. You want to hear it? Yeah? All right. So, uh, oh, for, uh, you know, for Valentine's Day, uh, I did baked potato and the, the A5 Wagyu. That was delicious. I did my standard, but don't even ask me anymore how to do steak. The answer for ribeye, and I'm only talking ribeye now. The answer for a ribeye is about 45 degrees, sorry, 54 degrees Celsius until, just until the center gets up to 54. At which point I immediately drop that sucker down to 52 and then let it ride. And then just let it ride, you know, like uh, hours, a couple hours more. And then, uh, you know, you have gotta drop it down far enough for, for the sear so that, because the A5 cost so much, it wasn't so thick. Uh, I dropped it all the way down to about 40. You know, I just pulled it out and let it come down like almost to 40 Celsius before I, I did the, the sear off. But it's a good technique for steak. I recommend you use it. Um, but that's not what's fun that I did. So uh, now this is not about the b- bread baking. Okay, that is, but you know, everyone knows I've been doing the, the bread as a, a lot of us have during COVID. I know it bothers Nastasia, but it's not about that. So I had to have the bread right? But like, you know how, you know how when you like get fresh bread, you have to wait for it to slice it, right? Cause it's too hot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because yeah. so, if you slice it too soon, like it, uh, it, it gets all gummy and nasty. It's like all huge problems. Like you got to let the starch set up and like, even for like for whole wheat, for rye, you got to let it set for like, for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. But anyway, so the bread's about to come out of the oven and I realize it's late and everyone's going to want to eat I'm cranky because, as you know, Nastasia, as you know, I've been I'd be blunching. So, right. as a bluncher, like I'm getting like rancid, more rancid than normal yes. around dinner time. You know what I mean? This is Valentine's and, Day,
3: or this is last night?
1: No, no, this is like this is like uh, a couple nights ago. It was like uh like Saturday or something like that. So, anyways, so like it's a uh, it's getting time, it's getting time, and then I remember reading that uh you know people use a vacuum to cool off bread more quickly, right? So I'm like, ah, I'm going to use a vacuum to cool off. Right now the theory, folks, is that, you know, as you, um, as you suck a vacuum, you're lowering the temperature at which water boils. But as the water boils, right, you're boiling off water. But that boiling takes a lot of heat to accomplish, not temperature, heat. So what's happening is heat is leaving the bread rapidly, like really rapidly, and cooling it down. Uh, And I was like, hey, uh, I'll give it a try because I've read about it and, you know, whatever. It might hurt the keeping qualities, whatever. So now remember, this is a crusty style whole wheat bread. So here's the first mistake, and I'll never do this again. I just took, I have a, you know, small commercial vacuum machine at my house, which is why, by the way, I've never tested out any of these non-commercial vacuum machines because until someone sends me one to test, I have no reason to go buy one because I have a small commercial machine at home. Anyways. So I take all of the plate. Commercial vacuum machines are like big chambers. Mine is small, but, you know, chamber. And it's full of these plastic plates to, to take up extra room, right? So you, I pulled all the plates out. I, I opened the oven door, literally opened the oven door, took the bread directly out of the oven, and blap, put it right into the vacuum machine and closed the lid. And, rah, the oil starts, you know, the, the oil pump comes on. Rah, and then all of a sudden, everything fogs over. So... All of a sudden, I start seeing all of these specks and dots. I'm like, what's going on? Like, something awful is happening. You know in those horror movies when they're inside that room (laughs) and the fog sprays all over everything? And then you kind of just see the handprint hit the window and wipe down. And you know something terrible Uh is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was like that on the inside of my vacuum machine. When I finally stopped it, I let it run for like a minute. I finally, uh, I opened it. The entire... Half bread, half fly. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. Well, yeah, I wished that would've been amazing. Uh, no. Uh, so the good news is, uh, well, the bad news is, like my oil was completely contaminated. The inside of my uh, machine was completely coated in a fine, moist powder of sesame seeds and <laughs> wheat bran, and part, it was it was a complete and utter vacuum machine disaster so if i'm going to do this again i need to figure out a way to have that not happen to my vacuum machine Uh, it took hours to clean it anyways but the bread i want you to know people that like this radical kind of uh vacuum chilling it did shatter the inside of the crust a little bit because i hit it real hard real fast and, and but i could literally directly from the 450 degree oven into the thing and within a minute I could pick up the bread. It was cold enough to pick up in my hands. And the mm. crust was the most shattering crust, the most, like, crunchy, shattering crust, but I hadn't evaporated that much stuff out of the crumb. So the crumb was still soft and moist, but it was the sickest, the best whole wheat bread crust I've ever produced. It was nuts. So I'm well, going to experiment some more. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Cool. Uh, my vacuum machine trick trick of the week in review. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it it because it does uh, evaporate some moisture, it may affect keeping qualities. There's some studies on the internets that say that it may also affect uh, staling. It might stale faster. But when you're going to bake a loaf and you want to eat it right now, right away, uh, mm-hmm. if you can figure out a way to have it not ruin your machine, you know, maybe. Good idea. Yeah. Are uh, you saying
2: that it was just like e- extraneous things that you would put on the exterior that caused the ruining of the machine? Like if, if you hadn't yeah. put s- any seeds of any kind or anything, it would have been fine.
1: Well, I think it was violent enough that it like... Atomize is the wrong word, but the crust got so crunchy that I think like like the the rapid evaporation like literally popped little tiny yeah like bits of the crust would have come
2: off had there been nothing else yeah
1: I mean I I could test this but I mean like you know <laughs> my standard bread making technique is I do a relatively high hydration like uh, uh like around eighty percent hydration on a whole wheat dough right. And then I do, I do my, 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 you know, forming it into a round. And then I, I just take a giant, I take a stainless steel bowl and I fill it, not fill it, but I, I, I fill it with sesame seeds. And then I just drop the just formed. So I, you know, I, I, I mold the, the, I mold the, the, the bread on a wet board, right? So that it doesn't stick. And then I just take this like tacky, wettish thing, and then I drop it into the, into the sesame seeds, flip it. So I have a ball that looks like a sesame seed, can- giant sesame seed candy. It's just all sesame. And then I throw uh, bran into my, uh, into my, you know, baskets, my raising baskets and, and throw it in. So my bread always has on the outside bran and sesame. So I could run a test where I don't do that, but, um, you know, I'm saying if you, do, if you have anything on the outside, whether it's rice flour or anything, that sucker is going to spray all over your vacuum machine in the most unpleasant yeah, yeah. way. But I'm wondering if I just stick it, like if I stick it inside of like a, a bag, you know what I mean? Like some, maybe even a paper bag, one that can take the heat, you know what I mean? And then throw it in there. Maybe the paper mm-hmm. bag can take most of the hit, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We'll find out. We'll find out. I will test again. I will let you know. Uh...
2: uh we, got a, yeah. we got a question in chat. Can we just let them jump to the front? Okay. I mean, nastasia has they want got to things to
1: say about that, but they're here, they want to know. That's good, right, Stas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah.
2: Alpha Romeo and Juliet, who I think is a new first-time first, first time caller. Uh, any tips for crispy sweet potato fries? I've tried Pextin- oh, pectin x SPL, and breading, and I'm looking for other ideas.
1: Yeah, the Pectinex trick isn't going to—so the Pectinex trick, any one of the—all of the tricks, like pre-boiling, drying, the Pectinex, uh, Modernist Cuisine's uh, Ultrasonic uh, McGillicuddy that they do to it, these are all techniques to kind of mess with the surface of of the fries to make it so that they give up their moisture and get crunchy. Before the inside of the fry gets dry and hollow, right? That's what that's all about. Problem on a sweet potato fry, because of all of the sugar, right? You can't, it doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work. So you can't really treat the surface of a sweet potato fry to make it good, let's say. So the, the solution has to be some sort of coating on the outside. So uh, breading might be a little bit intense, but there are people who do uh, starch coatings. And the idea uh, with, I, I think with it, Nastasia, you like, no, you don't like French fries. So you don't like sweet potato fries. What about you, Matt?
2: Uh, sweet potato fries? I, I like sweet yeah. potato fries, although I go for regular French fries over sweet potato fries most of the
1: time. Right. But if you wanted to make a good sweet potato fry, I think the answer is going to be, and and you want it to look at as not breaded as possible, it's all going to be about uh, the proper uh, starch coating. There really is no other way to, there really is no other way to to do it. I mean, I guess you could literally dehydrate the outside, but it's still, you have an issue, you could do, uh, no one can, I mean, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, unless you you have a... uh, the equipment already it's not like you can go do vacuum frying vacuum frying might be another option because then you can turn the uh, temperature down such that you're not um, scorching the sugar but even so it's hard without a a good starch coating so i would say just tune your starch coating to be better all right that makes sense guys yeah makes sense Yes. yes uh all right all right. Uh, uh, Brian Leonza wrote in, hey, uh, next week on the podcast, uh, can you say whether there's uh, an actual difference between using a sugar cube and uh, just using simple syrup in cocktails, I guess, other than the obvious dilution, which can be adjusted. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like a sugar cube, first of all, so... If you're using a sugar cube, some people are doing a thing where and I don't Nastasi, have you ever had this presentation before where they they take this sugar cube and they they hit it with a, like a dash of angostura bitters and they put it in the bottom of your yeah. flute and then they pour the You like that or dislike it? Uh I I don't see the point. Oh, all right. Well, it means it adds a little bit of sugar, but it's mainly a visual thing. It's mainly if you like it. It's mainly if it if it if if it if it floats your boat. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people eh, they like it. You know what I mean? Just from a they like the whole ritual of it. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't like the ritual of it, I don't really think there's a point. If you want your your champagne to be a little sweet, you'll add something sweet. I mean, I know you. You'll do what you like, which is good, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so, like, that's a different application. So we're not talking about that. I'm assuming when you say sugar cube, you mean any form of granulated sugar that you can smash up in the bottom of a, gra- of a glass. So there's two reasons to do it. The people who like to do it, um, a lot of times they're mashing it into a citrus peel. And then they're, they're doing kind of a, a rapid uh, oleo there where they're trying to, you know, smash the... Um, smash the citrus or whatever else, you know, could be an herb, such that they're using the the sugar as a grinding mechanism. Right? And so there's that. And then uh, typically also, it doesn't dissolve all the way because it's very hard to dissolve uh, sugar into high proof ethanol. So uh, the sugar tends to not dissolve, and so it will get kind of sweeter as you drink it. Some people like this. I don't, right? So the advantage I could theoretically say in a drink like an old fashioned, I could say this I could say, hey, listen, you. Um, when it is not very diluted yet, you don't need as much sugar. And then as it gets more diluted, you will need more sugar to have the same level of sweetness. That's true. Uh, in practice, it doesn't work. Um, you know, look, do it if you like it. Does that make sense? Is is that enough? Do you need me to talk more on this? I,
3: I don't think you need to talk more on it.
1: All right uh oh by the way uh nastasia i don't know if you've been hearing things uh i I have been hearing people have been sending me and i think maybe also i've shared some with nastasia their own stories of uh maria guarnaschelli and although most of them can't be shared on air uh (laughs) please send them to us because we enjoy them wouldn't you say that nastasia yeah Yes. Yeah, we th- we thoroughly enjoy them, and you know, s- someday Nastasi and I will have a completely unexpurgated uh, show. Well, these you can't just sh- not share because they're uh, not family. It's because th- some of the people are still alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. A, yeah, yeah.
2: but but yeah. language is a problem, is what you're saying no. as well.
1: No. No. oh no, really? It, you know, um, I mean, look, Maria did curse. It's not that she didn't curse, uh, but it's just that like. Like when she wanted to be rough on someone, she didn't need to use curse words to do it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Let's just, just, just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah yeah anyway, I thoroughly enjoy that, uh, these stories that people are sending me, and I think Nastasia does as well, so please continue to send them to me uh, or to Nastasia. We do uh, for as you know we do talk to each other regularly, so you can just send it to one of us. yeah right
2: Nastasia That is true <laughs> yeah i couldn't the, the revelation last week that you had called up to talk about the uh, what was it a charcuterie book um, and and like gotten the receiving end of that was i yeah I just yeah. It yeah. made everything make sense. It was well, maybe like, You
1: know, like in retrospect, maybe that's why I was so scared of her the whole time. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, yeah. Sounds like it. I don't know.
1: Man, we could have gone on and on. It was a good group of people last week. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, it was great. Um, and amazing to have Alex on the whole time. We didn't even know. Nastassi and I didn't even know if we were going to. Oh, by the way, John's not here. John is still with us, people. I didn't. I'm, we're not excluding John from the podcast today. He is on grand jury duty. Yeah. That's why he's not here. He's on grand jury duty. We can only assume
2: duty. he's listening on one earbud and ignoring whatever is. evidence is being I presented. Is. To...
1: P.S. Could be an interesting case or what a case is because my man's going to go to the Southern District of New York. So. what?
2: you're, yeah. You're thinking like mob things? What do you, what do you got there? We don't oh, Southern District. Ins- oh, they, they've. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Anyway. I like how like your uh, Rhode Island mind goes directly to uh, mob. But anyway, yeah. Nastasia and I, uh, Nastasia and I didn't think we were gonna get Alex on like at all. So to have her the whole time was kind of amazing. I thought. Yeah, anyway. she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, st- uh, strange uh, bird, strange bird, indie uh, wrote in uh, about. I think uh, strange bird is the one who wrote in about the eggs. Remember the eggs, and we all tested it. and None of it works. Yeah. The uh, British yeah. thing, yeah. The TikTok thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just goes to show people, just because somebody did it on TikTok does not mean that it's good. By the way, uh, John sent me, so like every once in a while, John sends me stuff. He's like, hey, old man, this is what's trending on, uh, on uh, the, idi- <laughs> the idiot machine today. So I'm like, okay. So uh, have we spoken about this, the folded tortilla machine thing? That, not machine, the folded tortilla thing that people are doing? No. They, no. I don't really understand. I saw it and I hated it so much that I completely erased it from my mind. But what people are doing now to get their like 8 million views is they're, they're doing like a folded wrap, right? So it's not like they're cooking the tortilla properly, flour tortilla, of course. Uh, but they're putting like the different flavors in between different pockets of the tortilla and folding it. So that, like, you know, like this ingredient will be separated by this other ingredient by a fold of the tortilla, right? And then it all ends up in some sort of vaguely cone-shaped monstrosity. You with me mentally? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I want someone out there... Uh, who can hear the sound of our voices to tell me why on God's earth you would ever want this to happen. Why would I want more crappy, gummy, improperly cooked, improperly reheated tortilla in between every different ingredient that I want? Like, why would you ever want this to happen? Why would you watch somebody doing a video of this? Why would you encourage them? That's all. That's all I want to say about that. I just don't understand why anyone would want to do this. And then it's one of those situations where I saw it once, and I was like, these people are actively hurting food. And you should not encourage people who are actively hurting food. You shouldn't do it, I don't think. Uh, All right, so back to actively hurting food. The other, the the TikTok, the British TikTok, they weren't actively hurting food. They were just lying about food. They were just showing you. Did did you know you can't Mm -hmm. trust everything you see on the Internet, even if there's a video? Did you know that?
3: Well, I don't think TikTok's (laughs) like the in like I don't know YouTube or it's it's for really young people
1: well like what do you consider really young my my kids watch it
3: that's what I'm saying
1: oh it's like teenagers yeah. not like five year olds no. it's not like it's not like <laughs> it's not like Teletubbies right or Booba do you remember Booba kind of oh Booba remember that and they would like boodoo and then they fart <laughs> you don't remember this <laughs> uh uh-uh. yeah all right we had we had these uh these like it's one of these things that was invented for the toy I'm pretty sure like they're they're it's nonverbal so like uh you know when when in between when Booker was born and Dax was born like they started having a lot of of uh, kids programming that was nonverbal come on where it's like this nonverbal learning stuff and and that the, the Booba thing was one of those that was also I think flash animation stuff so it's like you just have colors and things saying Booba. And, like, fart noises and, I don't know, the kids loved it. Anyway, it's huh. a human torture. These noise toys are, if, if you, for any of you that are going to go to a, a baby shower anytime, anytime from now till, till, till you're going to be dead, the rest of your life, and you don't like the parents, Give them noise toys. Oh, oh, if no. you're ever, yeah, uh, you know, Nastasia, when you're, when you want to be a butthead and you're going to one of your buddy's house. Yeah, and I have, have like kids, four baby showers coming up. Yeah, noise toys. Yeah, this is good to know. Yeah, Noise yeah, yeah. toys. Or like especially, it's even better because like the problem with, uh, the problem with doing it at baby showers, they can throw it away before the kids get old enough. It's even better when the person you're giving it to doesn't have the technical skill to open it and cut all the wires to all the speakers, right? Or even Mm -hmm. better, give a mechanical noise toy because you can't even defeat them, right? But, uh, like, the best is to go to someone's house that has, like, a five-year-old to, like, a seven-year-old and just give them the loudest, most obnoxious (laughs) and yet addictive (laughs) toy that you can Give it to them about twenty minutes before you leave, so you can have the satisfaction of seeing the look on the parent's face, and then hightail it out of that place before yeah. the noise drives you nuts.
2: This is this is your forever now. Bye.
1: Yeah. Goodbye. Cool. Because then, like, what are you going to do? What's the parent going to do? Throw it away? Make the kid make you know bend the kid like a pretzel by throwing it away? What are they going to do? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Answer I was today. thinking it was a good one for the first baby shower because it decreases the chance that you get invited to future baby showers if they have more kids, but I see huh. how you need, you need you need the child there to make sure it stays in the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you another thing. When I was a boy, men didn't get invited to baby showers, and we were lucky, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they are kind of a nightmare, right, Stiles? So baby shower, nightmare.
3: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's the noise yeah. toy equivalent of a wedding for a wedding gift? Oh! If you don't like the bride and groom, what are you supposed to give them?
1: Oh, you give them nothing because you have a year, and then you just let the year <laughs> pass, and then have it fester forever.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, you right. do that That's for fair.
1: everyone, though, Dave. That's not true. You're now you're just being mean. Now you're just being. Now you're just being hurtful, Nastasia. Am I wrong? We've never been to a wedding together. When was the last time we were at a wedding together? I mean, I can count it on zero fingers. We were almost
3: going to go to Who's we going to go to?
1: We went to Ariel's wedding.
3: Oh yeah, but we were going to go to one together. I can't remember. Oh, uh uh Andy Ricker.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we couldn't go to Thailand. I forget why. Right. I wish. Yeah. I've never been to Thailand. Oh man. You needed to get home. I currently have a package in Thailand that has been sitting at customs for a month. What is it? <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's 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 an oil tester. it's a free. it's a nightmare. It's a freaking nightmare. But like it's a five hundred dollars thing, and I got it for two hundred and fifty dollars because someone was selling it in Thailand, right? And the guy didn't have any reviews, right? So I took a chance because PayPal is, you know, PayPal guarantees that you're gonna get the thing. And we don't really have them here in the U.S. very much. They're hard to get in the U.S. These oil testers because in in, in some other countries, you're legally obliged to test your oil to make sure that it doesn't have uh, um, too many polymerized, uh, you know, polar compounds in it. Uh, we're not, and so we don't. Right. So they're hard to get here for a reasonable amount of money. But I don't know. It's just been stuck in in Thai customs for freaking a month, dude. And I'm he keeps sure on swearing. One
3: of our fans would love to pick it up for you
1: now well i don't I want it picked up i want it in the united states that's what I i'm saying through customs <laughs> i'm like, sure there's someone who you can't pull a, some strings who
3: could smuggle it who can smuggle it
1: well the first time the person who sent it left the battery in it and the people at customs were like yo yo this was the first three weeks yo 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 you can't you can't uh, you can't ship batteries. So then they took the battery out and they shipped it back. But that was like only like a week before the New Year, right? So I was like, ah, oh, crap! If it doesn't make it through customs before Lunar New Year, I'm hosed, right? And then I uh, I was like, oh well, maybe I'll, I looked it up and you know like Thailand only just this year officially made Lunar New Year uh, a national holiday, like right? So I figured, well, maybe I'm okay. They're only gonna take maybe the Friday off. So then I sent an email like yesterday cuz they definitely don't celebrate any presidents day and i was like hey just asking i see that it's stuck again and he's, and the guy wrote me back like within 10 seconds he's like uh little thing called lunar, lunar new year i was like oh oh you know what i mean over a month over a month don't get don't get us started on holiday on like having to do business across countries with different holiday patterns right nastasia yes because it is not a topic that we should start down the road of we should not discussing we should not
0: Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant based consumers in your doors with easy to use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to slash hrn. That's ju.stslash hrn. Made from plants. Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier, with no cholesterol, and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st hrn. That's ju.st slash hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and French toast. There's also a frozen, pre-baked, folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres calls Just Egg mind-blowing, and Bon Appetit says, it's so good, I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest-growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st hrn. So back to
1: Strange Bird, Uh, Indy. Uh, thanks for testing, uh, the myth and chatting about it. I knew it would be a myth. Although strange bird, I think you should have tried it first and let us know you couldn't get it to work before we wasted three different eggs. I wasted two. So that's four eggs wasted. Although they are cheap. Uh, (laughs) I I have another, can I use vacuum evaporation to reduce a liquid or a juice into a syrup at room temperature? Uh, what gear would I need? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> I, feel so like, I feel
2: like that didn't cover what gear at a minimum
1: yeah okay so listen as I was saying before uh, when you apply a vacuum on something you lower the temperature at which it boils and um, a good like oil-based refrigeration vacuum pump or a uh, you know a commercial vacuum machine or even a rotovap a rotary evaporator vacuum pump it can very easily get a pressure low enough to um, boil uh, liquid at room temperature. The problems that you're going to have doing this is depends on as you concentrate it, as it gets higher and higher sugar, it's going to be harder and harder to get the, the stuff out. You're going to need to be able to suck more and more of a vacuum. But even more importantly is you need to recondense all the liquid because none of these vacuum machines are designed to, um, are to, to suck all of that moisture out. So you're going to need some form of cold trap uh, in between. So you're going to need some form of stirring you're going to need some form of heating because as you boil it with a vacuum, you're going to be lowering the temperature to the point where you could even freeze it if you if you went long enough. So you're going to need to heat it just to keep it at room temperature. Basically, you're going to need to build your own rotary evaporator. The answer is you're going to need to build your own rotary evaporator, right? And I've done it for cheap, but it's a real pain in the butt. You can do it with a stir plate, an Erlenmeyer flask, a cold trap, and a vacuum pump. But, you know, it's more of like a, yay, I did it! Not like i I'm going to use this to make breakfast! You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, and even though John's not here, uh, Brian Shooter wrote in about... Uh, uh, john's john may not be able for scheduling reasons to do his maple syrup this year but uh uh one of one of uh, our old one of my old uh, interns friends from uh french culinary institute moved back to uh minnesota peter Schweiger, and apparently and he was at marvel bar which i just heard from this contact unfortunately closed uh before i could get to go to it because i haven't been to minnesota in many many years you ever go to minnesota guys no
2: Really? met my wife in minnesota really yes.
1: huh. is she from Did. minnesota
2: she was living there at the time but yeah no marvel bar for me just the uh what was that the eagles club is where we went for our first date real good cocktails at the eagles club
1: you really N- are you just no but no? they
2: were quite cheap <laughs>
1: oh. all right well, what foodstuffs do you remember from uh from minnesota
2: Oh uh, don't say wild uh, rice,
1: do not say wild rice. do not say wild rice. Give me some.
2: I won't. I was staying at my brother's house so I don't remember what I, pasta Probably I have no idea. Oh, we we didn't I'm sure I just ate whatever the hell he had around. <laughs>
1: One of my mom's best friend's dad used to be the uh, doctor for the Minnesota Vikings. So we went to Minnesota when I was a kid, and apparently it was a great time, but I was too young to remember. We did catch a boat ton of catfish that nobody wanted to eat, so we buried them in the garden as fertilizer. There endeth my memories of Minnesota. Hmm.
2: Wow. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Peter Schweigert goes to, like, upper Minnesota and does maple syrup every year, so... Uh, maybe we'll try to contact him we'll get, uh, Mindy has his contact so we'll, uh, we'll hook it up and if we, can, if we can get his advice in time for John uh, if we can get the scheduling to work we'll, we'll have some cooking issues maple syrup although you think John's going to share any with us Nastasia, or is he going to keep it all for himself
3: I think he'll share
1: don't you yeah.
2: if you share the techniques that help him to increase both the quantity and quality of this maple syrup he'll share with you
1: can't have both uh, he might keep it to himself then
2: It's real good.
1: Yeah. Uh, So let me ask you people a question. I'm not going to say anything about this. I'm just going to ask you a question. Matt, I'll ask you, uh, uh, Matt, you're standing in for everyone now. And uh, by the way, people, (laughs) I want you to know this is not the standard Dave or Nastasia versus Dave or Dave versus Nastasia situation. Nastasia and I are on the same side of this argument. We have other people we know who are not. All Mm -hmm. right? All right? I'm just letting you know that. So when you're choosing sides, don't try to choose me or Nastasia because you have to ch- like, we're in complete alignment on this. I don't
3: even know what you're okay.
1: asking. You're sending, now remember it's COVID time, right? So a lot of people are sending care packages and it's hard, right? Oh God, we already somebody sends, this. Well, I'm not going to say what's in it. Someone sends a package. Someone sends uh-huh. a package, Matt, to you, right? For somebody else. Okay. Do you open it?
2: They sent, uh, no. Okay. Like,
3: Let's say there's a bunch of weed and mushrooms and you know that they're in there.
1: I wasn't going to go there, but wow, okay, (laughs) there's a bunch of weed and mushrooms in there and you know they're in there. Do you take some as a tax? Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. Like that at that point, like, yeah. at that me, point, at that
2: point, at that point, at that point, you're clearly whoa, transmitting stop, to stop, a stop, friend stop, stop. or something. I'm like, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. 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 yeah, 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 let me add this since I didn't think we were going to go there. I thought we were going to keep because, it because Dave, anything. it changes the story
3: every time when you tell a man of a certain age, what is in the package?
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean? Certain age people, young people, old people who, who likes it? Uh, what age kids, likes it?
2: Tick, TikTok is the new weed for the kids.
1: Yeah. Any, oh, okay. any
3: nice. man between the age of 18 and 50, I'd say. That's not a
1: certain age. That's almost <laughs> that's, all ages. Yeah,
2: certain age. <laughs> a
1: certain age. Uh, you know, like you know, over half their life. Yeah, if they're living, probably. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, so but my point is, is that, okay, I think this changes it a little bit. It's being sent to a state where it's legal. So you're not, you're not being forced to become a felon for it. Uh-huh. You're not being forced to break local laws to receive the package. So you, you, you don't get a smuggler's slice. No, it's it? true that that did,
2: it, 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 it crossed my mind for sure. I mean, the minute you said what was in it, now all of a sudden I had a very clear picture of like, oh, I'm delivering this package to basically like my college roommate. and like, would I take a little bit off the top from his package? Absolutely I would. He owes me. What?
1: You ask? No. I tell them, maybe.
0: What? Holy GD. crap. Yeah.
1: Listen, it, when, you, when, you find, <coughs> when you find somebody's wallet, do you take a fiver out of it before you hand it back to them?
2: Well, this is why Nastasia is spot on, because I think, like, if you change the contents of the package to literally anything else, I don't think... That that would like be my answer. Like no, don't touch it. No, of yeah.
1: course.
3: I mean, no. you wouldn't take a Twizzler, but you
1: would. T- yeah,
3: Dave. When it's when it is drugs, it's a it's a different.
1: It's yeah. I just don't understand
3: it. I just I the mean rules, like honestly, the rules
2: like, the rules are clear. Also, wait, I thought you said that you guys are on the same
1: side I of this are. argument. We are.
2: We, we won't oh. touch it. Oh okay. Oh okay. Okay. She, okay. Okay. But is just saying, like understands that other yeah, people I might. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And she's also, which I didn't know, making the further claim that it's a dude thing.
2: It's a specifically 18 to 50 year old dude thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that, but (laughs) Nastassi and I are on the same side. And I literally can't, I literally can't understand any, any other way to look at it other than it's not mine. I don't take any, I literally just can't understand any other thing. Yeah, you know what
2: because, I mean? Because, yeah. You because, because when you're in that, if you're if you're already descending into that part of the culture, but it's it's legal like here. that's just part, well, yeah, yeah. That's new to me, though. I don't know. Yeah, you know.
1: Newfangled. You know, uh, this guy, he sent all these white truffles to me, so I pulled out my shaver and I was like, Chaka, 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 Chaka. <laughs> Ooh, those eggs were good. Here's the rest of your used truffle. What? No! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
3: I told you, Dave.
1: Nastasia used to get the fancy truffles, huh?
3: We did at Pasta Flyer, yeah.
1: You like mm. those things?
3: The white ones, yeah.
1: But you think they're worth it or you just like them?
3: If they're there, they're, they're good. It's not like, do you ever crave them? No.
1: Let me ask you a question, a separate question. How much money, first of all, like let's say you had non finite funds, with like, when they start shaving and they look at you, first of all, I don't play that game. So like when I got A5 at the A5 at the, at the Japanese prime beef here in New York, I had them cross out the price tag because I didn't want the only thing that Jen saw when I got it home to be how much we had spent on the steak. I wanted her to enjoy <laughs> the taste of it, not the money that was flowing out of our pocketbooks, right? But it's like I think a lot of people who are doing the truffle thing, like they get extra truffle just so that they can spend a lot of money, true or false?
3: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: That's what that looks about. When you're shaving truffle for someone, do you have to give them the look? You know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, no, I know. I know.
1: The, uh, well, they're like oh you can't handle it look right that that look and then when they give you the when they give you the two finger wave when they when they give you that you know what i mean they they wave towards themselves a little bit with those two fingers then 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 the slicer gives the nod and the oh look right oh and then they keep slicing and, and then the person and here's probably almost always a dude gets embarrassed and they let them overslice right anyway um, but If you had a non-finite amount, like, when would you stop the slicing? Like, so here's your pile of pasta, right? Here I am with my slicer. Two
3: two layers over all the pasta.
1: Ooh, that's a hefty amount. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. So you like a good amount of truffle.
3: Yeah. If you're going to,
1: yeah, white. Okay. How much money would you need to have it be, like, worthwhile for you? In other words, that you would pay with your own money and not feel bad about it? Oh, I wouldn't. I, Even if I, you had non-finite money, <laughs> gotta support them truffle farm—not uh, farmers, whatever finders, wild crafters. Okay. Uh, right, what, what were we talking about? How do we get on that? Uh, How do we? Oh But that? I have a
2: question. I have a question about sourcing trouble. So I—I I have right. heard there there is some amount of like fraudulent truffle purveying is that correct like nastasia oh, when you were yeah. trying to source them for positive is that a, like a thing you had to worry about like the
3: no because mark the, had his super high-end contacts and mm. that was like verified and all that stuff so oh yeah i don't i can't speak to fraudulent truffles can you do
1: well i mean i haven't personally bought but if you're a jamoke then the odds that you get taken are high. I'll, I'll tell you what. I was at uh, an event. I think Stasi were there too, but I don't remember what the event was, right? And at the event, one of the things was a giant, a giant like white truffle. Like one of those ones that looks like a human brain. That was totally effed up. And they were auctioning it, not effed, effed up like crazy, right? It wasn't quite human brain size, maybe like, you know, monkey. Anyway, so like... They're auctioning it off. Remember this, Nastasia? And, like, they brought it out, and they were auctioning it off at this charity event. And we were sitting next to or or standing next to, uh, uh, you know, some truffle expert who was already, like, six glasses of champagne into their cups, right? And we turned to them, and they're like... I smelled it. It's frozen. It was frozen. I can tell. It doesn't have the aroma. It's ruined. It's garbage. It's trash. And then I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is not even something I knew you had to worry about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but apparently, like, to maintain this, like, super truffle, they had frozen it, and thereby, for someone who knew any better, they ruined it, right? But they were going to auction it off for a lot of money to someone who didn't know any better. Someone who was just sitting there nodding their head up and down when someone was shaving this stuff over it. You remember this, Nastasia?
3: I don't think I was with you there. Mm. I mean... I remember that? All
1: right. Mm. You would remember that. That's something you would remember. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, but so, yeah, there's a lot of fraud. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that truffle oil is 9 out of 10 times fraudulent, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real bad. Uh... All right. So, Dave Jensen wrote it. Now, I have to say, people, I apologize slightly, uh... This morning, I was deep into a 3D modeling hole. Nastasia and I have a lot of, like, real-world business problems that we're dealing with right now, and we're trying to solve them all during uh, the Lunar New Year because as soon as all of our factories, quote-unquote, come back online, we're going to need to have a lot of answers for them. So, like, basically, my days are spent buried in, uh, in 3D modeling and, and testing. So I'm reading these questions, and I may or may not have never seen them before. So you're getting my unvarnished, unprepared... Response. All right? Dave Jensen via email. want to say love the show. Well, thanks. After discovering it in 2019, I made the plunge in spring of 2020 to begin listening to the back catalog. I have less than 100 episodes to go to get caught off. Jeez, that's a lot. You listen to a lot. Uh, I know you think those of us who listen to old episodes are crazy. Oh, there you go. And while that may be true, it has been an excellent informative distraction <laughs> since COVID started. Uh, I don't recall this being mentioned, but I, it's in the last 100. Just listen to the last 100. This question is going to get answered. I don't even know what the question is. I just know that in the last <laughs> 100... It's they, in were there.
2: Very, they were very thorough episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thorough. Like, remember, once, so how many have we done? Eight million? So, like, like one, like, there's only a 100 of them, but those 100, we do nothing but answer real questions, right? Nastasius have to find yes. them. They're secretly hidden. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall this being mentioned, but I found a company that sells, oh, uh, this is, uh, no, biodegradable vacuum bags for sous vide cooking. Remember that guy that took the class with us who only called it sous vide? No, I don't remember. And his only reason for existence was to make pickled onions and sell them, and he would come up to us after every event at the French Culinary and be like, the onions, the onions. And he would ask us questions about his onions. You don't remember this guy? No. The on- And then he would come up. So, like, Nils and I would be doing a demo. Nastasia would be there. We had the interns. The entire, like, entire demo stage is, like, littered with detritus from, like, all the crazy demo stuff. And then... Mr. Onions would start approaching the the demo area from the audience and Nils would just be like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go! And he would go and I would be stuck talking to Mr. Onions for like 45 minutes and then Nastasia would be staring knives through my body as though I wanted to talk to Mr. Onions.
3: Sometimes it seems like you do.
1: Listen, people, I like Onions. More, probably, than the next guy. But I don't want to talk more than three times about your pickled onions. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes. Anyway.
1: You like those tiny Italian pickled onions, the wild ones? Yeah. What are those called? Lamb, what are they? Lamb, what are the Lamb What? Yeah, they're good though. Uh, all right. I don't recall being mentioned, but I found a company that sells biodegradable vacuum bags for sous vide cooking. I've traditionally used Ziploc bags for all of my low temperature work, but recently purchased a Vesta vacuum sealer. And uh, when I went to order some bags, I saw they had new biodegrad- uh, biodegradable bags on their website. I've only used them twice, but did a side-by-side on wings for the Super Bowl. Uh, did you, did, are you, uh, what, what do you like for your Super Bowl eats, Nastasia? Uh,
3: we have wings and uh, chilling. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm, chili. Like chili in a, in a bowl or like like with fixings like with cheese and onions and all that crap or just No, just, just... in a bowl. In a bowl. All right. Uh and, and, but so like you have the separately when, with your wings are are you like a are you like a, a like a buffalo sauce? Do you do the blue cheese? No, like my mom the... my
3: mom does it and they are over they she fries them for like an hour the wings. <laughs> I swear to god. And I I choked it was this year yeah this was last weekend right yeah you choked i do jo- well i like i i had to spit it was it was so oh. it was like the darkest darkest brown you know
1: mm. do you know and and that's without breading it was just dark dark brown yeah dark 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 brown like like shriveled yeah yeah like our favorite newscaster okay so then the, yeah yeah ooh, we're we'll talk about it later the um But, you know, it's Jen, my wife, it's her, one of her biggest fears is that, like, either I or one of the kids will choke. That's her biggest fear. So, anytime it says choke, don't ever say choke in front of Jen. She'll, like, think somebody's choking. It's, like, it's up there. It's, like, the way that you're afraid of, of, like, getting electrocuted or people getting electrocuted. Yeah. She's afraid of choking. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Like, with fish bones and stuff, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right, how was the chili?
3: Good, cause my dad made it.
1: Whoa! <laughs> Calling out your mom? Yeah, just fire, Yikes! Wow. It was good, cause my dad made it. <laughs> wow. She likes Man. it if there's a
3: little bit of like moisture in chicken. She gets, she gets
1: a little, you know, crazy. Mm. Huh. Is your is your is your dad a beans or a no beans? Beans. Beans. Beans and beef. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like I, I like beans. Although I, I, I enjoy a non bean chili, but I also I, I like it any which way. As long as it tastes good, I like it. You know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. So David Jensen said, I have only used these biodegradable bags, that's what we're talking about, by the way uh i've only used these biodegradable bags twice so far but did a side-by-side on wings for the super bowl and they held up well for one hour at 65 degrees celsius i haven't tried anything else to put them to the test do you have any tests you think might be worth running to see how well they hold up versus plastic they are about 50 percent more expensive than regular bags Uh, the gallon bags are about a dollar and wow that is a lot more hold on one sec uh i was just t- uh, having someone stop making noise y- in the yes background. yeah uh, i haven't tried anything else to put them to the test do you have any tests you think we be worth running um all right my question uh david is uh i haven't got a chance to look at them yet but a lot of times when people say that plastic is biodegradable it's not really biodegradable uh what it is 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 that it breaks up into microplastic so i'd be interested uh, i'll do some hold on one second what do you think is going
2: on? <laughs> uh, this definitely sounds like, you know, just lunch, some lunch prep. Hopefully Dave gets a slice. Um, yeah.
1: It's still going. What is it? All right, <laughs> there we go. You know, I tell the kids I have one hour a week where I need mm-hmm. silence in the living room, which is where I shoot the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know what? It's like, it's not like they're going anywhere, right? Like they can eat lunch before, they can eat lunch after, right? Right. Comes in, knocking plates around, running the running the disposal, pulling seltzer until the until the because like Dax drinks out of this giant mug, pulling seltzer until the the freaking motor turns on, right? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, the first time I went off, I was like, yo, stop, like eat lunch afterwards. You don't even have school today. It's not like you're doing it around yeah. classes. It's in between games of of whatever they play, Halo or Call of Duty, whatever garbage. I don't they play think I I'm have school. I'm not huh. President's week. What? Kids get a whole week off. They get a week off.
3: I thought yeah, it a we whole stopped. Week. I thought we stopped celebrating white men like this past year.
2: Yeah, I thought President's Day was. Obama was not a president.
3: Well,
1: he, um... oh, nope. all right. Nope. Don't think Obama's a black man. Okay. All right. <laughs> also, oh I. We, good to
3: know. I'd like to say that I am canceled until further notice.
1: Oh, this is your this you? is Nastasia. Nastasia has a okay. Discuss pre-canceled. Nastasia is a believer in pre. I think
3: everyone should be born canceled until the committee of whatever Gen Z, Gen AA, whatever the next thing decides otherwise.
2: Sees sees fit to uncancel yes. them. Yes. Yes. Huh?
1: Prove yourself. Bold. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, well, I look, that's I it. thought you agreed. Why? Did because. Did you have this idea you, in response to why. the cancel
3: kids uh, uh, skit? No, I had it before I, I, what cancel the kids? SNL thing. What's the cancel <laughs> kids? No, I don't remember this.
1: All I'm saying is, is that, you know, okay. why? I, 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 like, not you heard it
3: first. I'm canceled.
1: Yeah, but not really. You just want you just wanna make this point. No, that, I don't that everyone should be pre canceled. What do you mean? You just said you Oh want yeah, to make I
3: point. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> I know it's not gonna happen, but I am pre canceling myself, so that
1: what does that mean though? That mean you can't listen to yourself? No, that means you're getting off of social media. What does it mean? It means I'm going to
2: delete her channel. It'll just be blank space every time Nastasia yeah. spoke. Well, in listen, show. Uh,
1: I don't want Nastasia to be canceled why? because she's still on the show. And I would prefer if you guys continue to listen to cooking issues. Wait! Because okay. if, you, if, if, if you're canceled, they can't listen to cooking issues. Know. That's why. Yeah, that's what canceled means. So, you know, you should be still be young enough to kind of realize what it means. It means that no one would listen to you anymore. And as this is like part of I guess our business. It could, I guess it could, could be
3: just canceled except for this show.
1: Uh, yeah, that's not the way canceling <laughs> works. Yeah. That's not the way uh, canceling works. I'm starting and, to
2: get a sense when when Nastasia was like, "It's for it, TikTok is for young people." I'm now getting it that like where Nastasia falls gener- generationally, yeah. like Nastasia, not, not, you're not, not yeah. on board with TikTok, not 100 clear on the canceling.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not old enough to be old yet, Nastasia. Just keep it mellow for a couple more years, all right? Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like, jeez, uh, yeah, lunacy. So, uh, most of these bags that say they're biodegradable and I don't know this from cooking bags. I know it from dog poop bags. Most dog poop bags that say they are biodegradable aren't actually biodegradable. What happens is, is they break up into tiny pieces and then end up being tiny little pieces of polyethylene called microplastic that like litter the ground and the ground actually becomes a certain percentage microplastic, which is not, uh, I think ideal. So, um, Most of the people I know that are doing work with real, real actual biodegradable plastics, one of the issues with them is that they tend to absorb moisture over time. Duh, because they're biodegradable. And so they tend to have a finite lifespan. Uh, And in fact, um, back when Nastasi and I thought we were going to maybe sell snack products, we had spoken to some people about some bioplastics using bags. And they said that they only work if you have very good control over the... um, over the manufacturing and you get it straight from the manufacturer and don't let them absorb any moisture otherwise they're a huge pain in the butt. So, and by absorb moisture I mean not like disintegrate absorb moisture I mean absorb small amounts of moisture in the way that let's say nylon might. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's my take on it but I will research those and see whether or not they are... uh, what I call feel-good biodegradable, I can't see it, so it's probably not in the earth still versus actual biodegradable, like turns back (laughs) into stuff that animals can use and turn into more animal parts. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Ooh, H-O-O-V-E. How do you think you pronounce that? Hoove? H-O-O-V, yeah. H-O-O-V-E, hoove. That's cool, hoove. Do you know what people don't say anymore? What? If I said Hoover, would you know what I meant? You mean like a vacuum, yeah.
2: So, yeah, but like yeah. To, to ingest something quickly, inhale, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so that's still current. People would still know what that I means. I don't know.
2: I mean, I think we've already established that we're maybe not on the cutting edge of culture.
1: Do you think people in Boston still say, put it in the frigid air"? You think they still say yes. that? I hope so. Yeah. Frigidaire. It's not like cuz as if that's a brand anyone even remembers any, anymore <laughs> but like in in the in 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 you know in the Medford part of my family there was you'd say put it in the refrigerator and they're like what the hell's that? Frigidaire? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like you're like yeah, the Frigidaire, the Frigidaire. And I don't think they ever had a Frigidaire brand refrigerator. Anyway, it's a good brand name though. Frigidaire. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh okay, anyway uh, Hoove wrote in and said, Hoove Thompson wrote in and said, hey, I'm here with multiple annoying questions. So I'm going to go, I'm not going to read through the whole thing. I'm going to go one by one. And if you don't like the questions, just ask. You, we'll stop and we'll bump it to the next one, right? That's how you, that's how you want to roll? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Uh, firstly, I just got some transglutaminase. So for those of you that, I don't know, don't know, uh, it's meat, meat glue. So transglutaminase is the enzyme that, uh, you know, glues different meats together, uh, covalently bonding the different protein strands. And I'm looking to start experimenting. Uh, What I want to do is make steak with uh, chicken skin glued on, uh, sort of the first thing people do with meat glue. Well, I don't know if it's the first thing, but it's one of the first things you do with meat glue. It's delicious. Uh, Like 72-hour short rib uh, with sous vide. Uh, My go-to method would be to sous vide the steak, then glue the skin, then hot skillet. Nope, wrong. Will the meat glue work when the steak is already cooked? It will, but that's not what you should do. Lastly, if I brine uh, a piece of beef with a relatively low salt concentration, like 0.25 to 0.5%, will I get a cured texture? Will I reap the, re- re- the rewards of juiciness from brining? Asking for well, oh, th- oh sorry. So that, I'm going to take that as a question. First of all, the brining is a subject of much debate. Uh, I am not a believer in the word uh, dry brine. There is salt, and then there's a question: Is how am I going to add the salt? Right now, the problem with meat is is that um, Meat with a lot of connective tissue can benefit from brining in long-cook situations. Meat where the texture is primarily determined by the muscle fibers will take on a cured texture when it is salted too long ahead of time, especially if you're going to cook and chill it. You should glue the skin to the meat first because both the skin uh, and the meat will contract, and they will stick together. Meat glue also works much better on raw meat. If you think about the way a chicken works, you don't rip the skin off of a chicken, cook a chicken, and then glue the skin back onto a chicken. You cook it as kind of one unit. So if you want a good bond, and the one we always used to do was um, skirt steak, we would bond... uh, chicken skin to skirt steak and then trim it and the reason uh you do that is that um you know it's a relatively good thickness to fry up you can also low temp it with the skin on all the way through pull it let it let it uh dry out like you would for chicken skin and then fry it uh, as normal right so um i would just say that and remember you don't need to worry about uh as long as you don't puncture the meat, right? I wouldn't worry that much about um, Salmonella contamination from the chicken skin in. As long as you don't puncture the meat, because the outside where the skin is is going to be fried to a very high temperature. So you should kill all that stuff dead. And also, even the relatively low temperatures at which you'd cook a steak in a sous vide bath are going to be enough to wipe out, uh, or at least stop the growth of your friend Salmonella. Right? 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 Mm-hmm. Make sense? yeah yes all right, uh, all right. joe Ankowitz wrote in hey quick question how much vital wheat gluten do you use in your breads also you mentioned adding yeast to your bread recipes in addition to starter at what point do, uh, do you add the yeast and how much do you use thanks uh joe Ankowitz. uh okay so how much wheat gluten you know i add depending from zero to however much, you know, I, I, I tend to not add more than about 10 grams to every uh, 400 grams or so, or 10 gram yeah, 10 grams to like, yeah, about 10 grams to 400. I tend not to add more than that, which is, I guess, a, uh, what is that, like two and a half percent or something like that. I tend not to add more, but I really, I, I don't even, I don't use it on wheats that I don't think are deficient right so like uh, everyone goes crazy over red fife wheat but um you know relative to other wheats that i use like redeemer or or uh you know like um turkey red or uh you know some of these other harder wheats it you know um it doesn't it doesn't have i don't think as strong a gluten and so i'll hit I'll, when i use red fife i'll hit it hit it with a little bit of gluten but remember you have to jack your hydration uh, a little bit um but you know I would just test it and see how you like it. A little bit is good, you know, uh, for breads that are underperforming on their on their rise. Um, the yeast, you I, I would, if you're going to add yeast a, at all, just add it when you add the other leavening and add it small enough such that the rise time is what you want, right? So what you're doing is, is the sour the, the sourdough starter is there; it's producing the sourness. So like if you have a sourdough that's getting too sour too, too fast, right? Because what's happening is you haven't had a chance to condition it yet. And so you're like pulling it out of the fridge. You're maybe only doubling it once and then adding it. So it's going to get real sour real quick and slack the dough out. You add, um, just add enough yeast to balance that back such that, you know, it rises in the time that, that you want it to. But it, you, I can't give you a number. You just have to, you just have to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Based on your individual uh, starter, that, that makes sense, Nastasia. Yes. Because no? remember, your starter, your starter, and my starter, are different. How you treat your starter, how I treat my starter, are different. I'm a lazy person, and so like, I, you know, like when I'm using the starter, I, I like I want it to be able to come out of the fridge. I want to be able to double it up, put it in that day. Right, and then do whatever I'm going to do with the bread. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to think two days in advance about my starter. Right, so I build the recipes around the knowledge that that's the level of pain in the butt I'm willing to go to. Just understand yourself and how much of a pain in the butt you want your life to be, and then build your recipes around that. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, One more question, G- Dave. Uh, Truth. All right. Uh, okay. G- how do you think this? How do you think this person's name breaks down? Jake Nan Caro, I think, is how this name breaks down via Instagram. Hey, Dave and the Cooking Issues crew. I'm from Melbourne, Australia, which is pronounced Mel Ben, not Mel What do you think about that? Stas, Melbourne.
3: I have chills.
2: Mm. Wait did he did he put that in there, or you're just telling people?
1: No, I was told to say this. It's pronounced Mel oh, Ben, okay, Mel Ben, yeah. okay. like my brother Ben, Mel Ben not melbourne with like a lot of o's melbourne but i kind of prefer the i mean whatever your your city you get to get to call it you get to, call <laughs> get it what to you, want. you get to call it what you want you know it's one of the rights you have you have a city you get to call it what you want look we have a street we call it uh houston you don't get to tell us it's houston it's not it's houston it's our street we live here mm-hmm. right anyway uh all right You'll have to excuse my accent, Nastasia. You can't hear, it, but now you're making me Let's hear it by clear. saying. Let's be clear.
3: Dave also hates the accent.
1: I have certain. Okay, I will say this about the Australian accent. There's uh, which is the word that we that both of us find thoroughly we can't imitate it. Like we can imitate a lot, but what's the word we can't imitate? I don't know. It's uh. There's a word. There's a vowel-based word in an Australian accent. Oh, so the word so. Oh yeah, it's sore. we can't do it. Yeah, yeah, we can't I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. Anyway, it's so. Anyway, uh but not so like S E W. So like like anyway, whatever. No, but anyway. I know. I,
2: when I when I was in New Zealand I noticed that the word no could include all of the vowels and it's yeah. quite quite confusing.
3: Say it, it say it,
2: Matt. I know, or I don't, I can't, I can't.
1: (laughs) But it's like nor almost. It's like nor almost. Yeah. No. I just, yeah, yeah. Can't be imitated by, it can't be imitated by a non trained (sighs) American, a non voice acting trained American. Can't really, like, we kind of grew up imitating British people here in this country, but like we didn't grow up, at least my generation didn't grow up trying to imitate this particular, like, consonant plus the letter O from Australia. We can't do it. You know what I mean? And it's different from, like, the Canadian Surian out. Like, that we can do. You know what I mean? Badly, I'm sure, but we can wrap our minds around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're back to to Melbourne. Uh, I've been listening to your pod for a couple of weeks now. I've been trying to listen to the whole backlog. I started listening backwards. But that was some weird Benjamin Button crap. Have we ever read this question? Now I'm having a Benjamin Button moment and a Merlin moment. By the way, there's some sort of new Stonehenge thing out with Merlin. I got to look it up because you know I like Stonehenge. You know I like Stonehenge? Stonehenge? I know you like Stonehenge. Okay, do you remember this? What are the two days in the year where you can actually go on to Stonehenge with almost no rules? Solstice and solstice. Correct. (laughs) Now, which one of those two solstices is crowded? The one that's the sunnier one. The warm one? one. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. So what I'm saying is, let's do the cooking issues. Winter solstice at Stonehenge. Yeah, (laughs) we go hang out at Bath. Have some delicious freaking cider. Go freeze our butts off on the the plane. And then be like, I'm in Stonehenge on the solstice. And we don't have to deal with all the people that can't handle the cold weather. You know what I mean? Sounds great. You know what I mean? None of those VW uh, camper vans uh, like... uh, they're too old and they're not maintained well enough. They can't drive in that colder weather. You don't need to worry about those people <laughs> showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, anyways, I like Stonehenge. Anyways, uh, hearing about the things you talked about in reverse, we're talking about Benjamin Button again. Uh, so I'm tackling it year by year, starting at 2020 and going backwards. My question is about kitchen scales, and if you have any specific recommendations, I didn't talk about this already. I think I talked I about like this already. About I, this. I feel like I talked about it. Listen. What I recommend, here's the problem. I've gone on eBay and uh, so th- there's a, a number of people on Amazon and by the way, these are made in China so it's even closer to Melbourne, right and they're being shipped from China. So like if it's being shipped from China to the United States they'll definitely, they'll definitely full Melbourne you, right? You want to look at, um, they have these ones now, five kilograms, five kilograms, get this, by the 0.01 grams. Now, are they accurate at 0.01 grams? No, but they are accurate to about a tenth of a gram. But the problem, if you buy them super cheap, so like you can get them for like $100 or $100 and something dollars uh, from a legitimate company. Or you can go and get last year's model from the factory that made them, right, shipped directly to you. And the problem is, is that you could get a dud or you could get a great one. So I have a 30 kilogram kitchen scale that's by the 10th gram that is my day-to-day kitchen scale because I got really lucky. I also have a five kilogram by the hundredth gram. And that sucker has, you know, about uh, about a gram's drift as it heats up over the course of an hour. But, you know, I'm a, I am ai love this. A, I love a scale that plugs in because is there anything worse than you're trying to measure something and it's like, ooh, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to save the battery because that's what's important, not the measurement that you've been working on. It's the battery that's important and turns off your scale in the middle of a measurement. For any of you that ever had this happen again, I want you to go take your scale. I want you to hit it with a sledgehammer. I want you to throw it away and go get you a scale that can get plugged in because guess what? All the scales that plug in also take a battery. So you can have your battery in it, and you can take it wherever you want, but then when push comes to shove, it's not going to turn off in the middle of a a measurement. When was the last time? How how many times has this happened to you? you? You put the bowl on the thing. You go, you get your brown sugar. You're putting your brown sugar in the bowl. The brown sugar runs out or whatever. It gets clumped and you're like, oh, geez. And then you have to go over and you have to get scissors to open the brown sugar more, to open new brown sugar. You get back, you're just putting the new brown sugar into the bowl. And by the way, you've added half the brown sugar already, right? Half you've added, but not exactly half. And you weren't like sitting there with a pen and paper and writing down how much brown sugar you added. There's already eggs in this son of a gun. There's already, there's already freaking buttermilk. It's already all in there, right? Right, you're just adding brown sugar, right? And then, and then right when you're, Boom! it turns off and then when, it, when you turn it back on again it's at zero and then you're sitting there trying to guess yeah nightmare yeah nightmare
2: just yesterday I was doing the full arm's length reach across the kitchen for just to like to tap on the scale so that it on the bowl so that it wouldn't wouldn't yeah. res, it would read a small change and wouldn't reset you know
1: yeah yeah it's a nightmare I think whoever thought that was a good idea I, what I think the scale should do is be like yo you want me to save the battery or your your, your work and i'll be like work thank you you know what i mean like that would be okay you know or or anything or like how about this how about this like if i've touched a button in the last hour just keep it on for an hour just keep the sucker on for an hour you know what i mean and every time i touch the button keep it on for an hour right yeah that's the way the next spins all is going to work by the way people we're trying to get rid of the timers Because the timers had tendency to... They were never accurate. I didn't care about that. They're mainly just so that you don't leave the thing on forever. So I think what we're going to try to do is make it such that when you turn it on, if you don't touch a button for an hour... It just turns off because you should touch your all at least once an hour. Spins all at least once an hour, right?
2: Right. <laughs> Interesting slip. Yeah, you shouldn't do this with a all If you touch it once, it stays on for an hour. That seems like a bad idea.
1: Well, people do do that with the torches. I tell them not to, but people oh, do do it. Like the, like to- the torches have a lock on, right? It makes me nervous. Oh yeah. Now yeah. you're making me nervous, Matt.
2: Yeah, sorry, my bad.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so is that is that is that it? Am all is that all I'm allowed to do? Yeah. yeah. Is that is did, that it? Did
2: we get to the end of the question? Yeah. Yes.
1: We well, got that. But listen, Zero Anima wrote back and said they want to ask something It's real quick, so let's get it. Oh uh, trying to clarify pineapple juice. I have both agar agar and pectinex, a vegan one. They're all all the pectinexes that I know of are fungal, so they're vegan, right? Uh, would this be enough? I don't have a centrifuge, and I'm not sure if it requires freeze thaw. Thanks. Uh, you can hit pineapple juice with Pectinex, and then uh, you have to use a little more because the Pectinex is broken down by the pec- uh, proteolytic enzymes in the pineapple juice, assuming it's fresh. So you might have to add a little more. Um and you might have to add some finding agents uh, just because pineapple juice is fairly acidic. But then that will settle out over the course of a, a day or two. And then you can rack off the top and you'll lose some. Or you can do... i Actually, this is interesting. I haven't tested agar freestyle on pineapple, whether or not there's any problem with the enzyme. But there shouldn't be right? There shouldn't be. So freeze-thaw agar should be fine. You can do a quick agar, and if you don't want the pineapple to taste cooked, you should do a similar thing to what I do with lemon or lime juice, where I, you boil the um, agar separately. The no-boil agar doesn't really uh, work very well. Um, so it will work, but the problem then is you either have to cook a portion of the pineapple juice, uh, or you have to add water, which is going um, to make it more watery. And uh, agar uh, clarification is on the no-fly list for Nastasia. She'll never do it again. Never. What else is on that list? Uh, garlic. Cutting. Oh, you don't peel garlic?
3: Not at my own house.
1: So if you go to someone else's house, you'll do the unpleasant thing, but you won't force your guests to do oh, it? Oh, no, I just won't do it, so
3: period. Won't do it. Unless oh. I'm by myself, which... Yeah.
1: Well, why? wait. Oh, wait, so you will, in other words, you will make the sacrifice if you're by yourself and you want garlic.
3: But if if anyone's around, I'm not doing it.
1: That's somebody else's job. That's like my mom who claims she's allergic to shrimp. If there's raw shrimp, get this, people. My mom is like, I have a contact dermatitis with raw shrimp, so you have to peel all the shrimp and devein them. Oh, yeah, that's unpleasant, too. Yeah, yeah, but like you really think my mom has a contact dermatitis to raw shrimp or is it really that she just likes my hands to get that sli- – you know when the, when the shrimp slime, like like, it, if you're doing it and then someone talks to you and you even just like sit there with your hands in the air for a couple of minutes and it starts to dry Ugh. and you get that dry. Yes, uh, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. You know what I don't like about chopping garlic? I don't like that it ends up – not only does your hands smell forever, but the stickiness bothers me for some reason. Yeah. You know yeah. that that tackiness of cooked garlic bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you get do you get ticked off when someone else does it for you but they leave some of the skin oh, in? Oh yeah. <laughs> but that happens all the time. You're like, "Where were you born? Yeah. What is wrong with yeah. you?" Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. How, do you let other people Saute the garlic, or do you assume they will burn it, and so you take no? It actually, all my
3: friends in this quarantine have, or at least my West Coast friends, have become really great cooks. So I don't even have no. to cook anymore. Well, well, that's good news. Not, I like to hear that. I don't know
1: about here. Huh? Yeah. yeah, not here. Uh, well, yeah. We gotta go. What? Okay. What, Matt? We gotta go. What? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. 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 We gotta go. Wait, you. We were about to sign off, and you're like, no, wait. Oh well, you gotta I, sign I, off now. I don't, hey,
2: look, it's basically impossible to tell based on what is being said whether the show will continue further. Like anything could become another question.
1: true yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's fair. Yeah, yeah, fair statement. Uh, all right, well, uh, good to have you back on this coast, Nastasia. Uh, yeah. See you next. Yeah, week. I'll see you in August. Uh, why is that? When you're <laughs> gonna get vaccinated or whatever. Anyway, all right. Cooking yeah. issues.